Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Hamstra as the Orc Countant Ida and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our Dungeon Master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse, Code, and Crown! It is a day of reckoning for Sylvia Tome, the science gnome. Uh, having uh, left you all for dead um, and uh, sabotaged uh, the stone house and the uh, the uh, dwarf expeditionary force uh, for Mount Grout's uh, wind farming operation, uh, the stars team and their leader, the intrepid uh, rock star scientist uh, Sylvia Tome, have escaped to the, the uh, oh my god, I was going to call it the wrong name, <laughs> the. Um, <laughs> Oh my God! What's the, the observatory? The Spiros. Thank you. There we go. Um, has escaped to the Spiros Observatory. Um, you arrived to find that um, the team had trapped the front door. Um, however, uh, such traps uh, were no match for the uh, analytic mind of Ita and uh, calling down the motherfucking thunder oh my God. Uh, from uh, Maka, uh, who used the storm itself uh, to blow open the entrance. Um, the three of you, um, Ita, Duncan, and Maka, are uh, crouched um, just in the, the, the very edge of the sort of uh, what's – the edge of the property of, of the Spiros Observatory. Um, you're far enough away from the entrance that uh, you're still out of sight. Mach has just summoned the lightning. With it came a number of the living lightning, uh, the bolts, as you've dubbed them, um, which charged the entrance. Uh, you heard some screams from inside. You're still far enough away that um, you're in cover. Uh, the bolts don't seem to have noticed you. Um, but uh, the uh, the time has come to bring... Uh, Bring uh, Sylvia a, a, a visitor, uh, a visitor named Lady Justice. Um, what do you do? So what we've seen in the past, Tom, is the bolts come down, fight whatever they're going to fight, and then if you wait a bit, they kind of get bored and go back up, right? Uh, they dissipate after a while. They um, dissipate. Just okay. because they are okay. they are living embodiments of lightning, but as you know, like lightning can't just maintain for a tremendous amount of time. So you get the <laughs> yeah. sense that if you design these things – it's like they stay long enough to fuck up whatever's in the vicinity, and then they dissipate because you don't need a bunch of lightning running around. All right, so I'd say we give this another minute or two for them to, uh, you know, flash out of here, and then we can go in without having to fight a collection of lightning monsters. Any objections? Mm, we are giving them time to fortify, recover. I mean, yes. Yeah, it's true. But- they... they- 
They will be responding to this attack. Mm. So your argument is we should fight the lightning monsters? I make no argument, only an observation. It must be considered in our plan moving forward. All right. So I'd said we could wait. Does anyone have a different plan they would like to put forward? Or is this just sort of like a note session? (laughs) It is. Yes. Yes, this is my note. All right, so we'll go with my plan and wait a minute so that I, none of us die on the, the lightning monsters. So, Tom, we, <laughs> good, will uh, good chat, everybody. we will dramatically wait three minutes. <laughs> and then wait a few minutes and go in. Great. I'll, uh, I'll just sit here in silence for three minutes. Um, okay, so um, you decide to wait it out. Um, you can see, um, as, as you wait, you can certainly hear... Um, uh, sort of a commotion coming from the base of the observatory. Uh, can you all roll me a perception check, please? Mm-hmm. 17. 14. Isn't it ironic that I can't see my perception modifier? Uh, <laughs> it is. I have to like, squint to see it. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Yes. All right, fantastic. All right, so with your rolls, uh, you hear the the sounds of combat. Uh, certainly, um, sort of, uh, you hear weapon fire being discharged. You hear lightning. Um, certainly, the sounds of electricity striking things. The clash of uh, of, of steel um, as, as as the whoever was waiting inside put up a fight. Um, however, um, after about a minute, uh, you start to hear um, a uh, an alarm, um, like a not not a like a super loud one, but from even from out here, you can just hear it kind of carrying on the air. Um, of just kind of a, a steady, um, a steady thrum of an alarm, um, and you can actually see a uh, uh, you can see sand um, spilling out of the uh, the entranceway, um, and there seems to be kind of a, almost a, a cloud um, dissipating in the rain, um, quickly kind of becoming mud. Um, but and that's our cue, is what Duncan would say, <laughs> just point towards the door. Um, I think he knows enough about the elements to theorize in his head. He'd be like, that sound grounded the lightning bolts. So they'll think they'll be safe now. So let's kill whoever's left. <laughs> Maka uh, just simply uh, like gestures like tersely with his head and the three zombies begin to head towards the door. <laughs> uh, and Maka takes a moment to um, activate his uh, symbiotic entity and uh, he... He beefs up and bulks up as the spores uh, bolster him physically. Great. I'm just going to grab your zombie stats here. Yeah. Duncan is still deeply unsettled by the zombies because they sit in that like vaguely necrotist zone for him mythologically, but he's he's hanging on to his trusted Maka by a thread at this point. Mm-hmm. Look, it's not like they have anything on them that would be unsettling. Oh, they're also wearing Dano gear. Yeah, this is a bad day for Duncan. Just all <laughs> the way uh, amazing. So um, the zombies are a little bit slower than the rest of you. Um, so Duncan, if you're doing the full like John Cleese Monty Python charge, um, the uh, 
the zombies will follow slower, or you can keep pace with them and, and approach a little more cautiously. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll let the the zombies take the lead in the hopes that somebody can, you know, attack the zombies and we can counterattack uh, <laughs> yeah. while the zombies eat bullets. Great. Um, all right, so the zombies reach the door, um, and uh, immediately there is a, a blast of uh, a fire um, that uh, sets one of them alight, um, but in that classic way that, you know, fire kills people primarily by stopping them from breathing and Zombies don't breathe. Uh, one of them is just on mm. fire, but still stalking forward, um, unaffected. Uh, and you hear hear a couple shouts from inside. Um, a, a gnome leaps forward um, with a, a, a sword, like a, holding in that classically kind of double hand grip, uh, and uh, takes a, a big slash, a couple slashes at uh, one of the non-flaming zombies. Um, we'll hit with both. Oh shit! Um, all right, so uh, just like hacks one of the zombies in half um, with a with a quick kind of double slash. From here though, like you're not too far behind them, you can see that um, this guy looks rough. Like he is uh, a lot of his green jumpsuit has been burned away. Um, he's still like clearly up and fighting, but like definitely uh, looking rough and also covered in sand, <laughs> so having a bit of a hard time seeing. Um, and uh, you hear um, one of. Uh, you hear him just kind of mutter over his shoulder, like, reload faster. Um, and uh, the guy goes, I'm trying, Barry, I'm trying. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's what you see. Yeah. And Duncan just says, Barry, meet Mr. Bang. And he's got Mr. <laughs> uh-huh. Bang. He's got his left arm up and it, the, the gun is resting on his arm uh, as like a, a point of contact for aiming yeah. steady. Uh, and he'll unleash both barrels on Barry. Yep. Nice. Uh-huh. First attack is a nat one. The second attack at the same time is a 24. <laughs> okay, so uh, second one will definitely hit. With your nat one, um, I'm going to say it's going to take a full action to reload. Um, one of the uh, one of the rounds is just wet enough, uh, despite your best efforts, that uh, mm. it, it jams and clogs. Uh, so you'll actually have to do a proper... Yeah, like, I got it. Crack the barrel, like grab your little like pipe cleaner and just give it a proper. <laughs> I was going to say, realistically, why don't we just say no more gun this entire combat until combat's over? Because I, I have to take it. I have to take an action to reload normally anyway. Oh, so we'll then. Enhance yeah, it no, further. it's 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 done. <laughs> so. um, Great. Cool. But you do get one one very powerful shot off. So huzzah. Nice. And that will do uh, 11 damage. 11 damage. OK, yeah. So um, you blast a hole in. uh the uh in like the side of uh of uh, Brad uh and he just like lets out a a scream uh, of rage um and uh he's still up but he is in tremendously bad shape you get the sense he's he's in last stand territory where he's just going to just going to keep swinging cuz that's just the kind of guy uh sorry did I say Brad Barry uh, it's just the kind of guy Barry is uh so he's going to keep swinging so um having launched your surprise attack uh both with the zombies and with Mr. Bang um the uh you've got uh Barry who is engaged with uh, the two remaining zombies one of whom is on fire um there is clearly another no more goblin lurking behind them um somewhere uh there may be others but those are the two you're aware of let's roll initiative just so we have a general sense of what's up and we'll go from there cool tom did that count as a surprise attack yes oh I get automatic crits if I'm attacking a surprise target. Okay. 
So I can add another <laughs> another eight damage to the total on my shot on Barry. Okay. Uh, he's still up, but in much, Ooh. much worse shape. Nice. Much hardy. Con- considerably worse shape. <laughs> 12 for Ita. 17. 30, 20. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so top of the round, uh, Duncan. Uh, knowing his gun has jammed in his hand, which is so unlike Mr. Bang, so disappointing. Uh, mm-hmm. He'll stow the weapon, uh, draw his rapier, and just yell, for the nine! Uh, and charge uh, at Barry. So he's going to try to take Barry out in this opening engagement because I am ready to fight. I have advantage against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in this combat yet. So he will take his two swipes at Barry with advantage. Damn. He's very good if he's moving fast at the start of combat. So that is a 23 to hit. Yep. (laughs) Followed by a 25 to hit. Yes. And those we can we can skip the damage. How do you kill Barry? (laughs) Barry. What happens to Barry? Barry, uh, he would come in and it would be a quick two moves. It would be, honestly, I think it would be, Barry would take a swing at him. He'd block it, slash down Barry's sword arm and turn it up and across his throat. So just a clean rapier, disarm death. And then he'd spin behind one of the zombies, basically. So if there's someone shooting, there's a zombie between him and target. Great. Um... Not the flaming one. That would be a very bad choice. Mm. <laughs> he chooses not fire. Cool. You just hear um, the, the guy from behind yell, Oh, oh no. Oh, God. Barry. Barry. Um, which brings us to um, Maka. Uh, Maka will uh, cast Shillelagh on his mace, uh, and he will basically come in and um, move past that initial fight. Actually, now that it's probably he's berries fall into the ground uh and looking inside what does he see once he's inside spirits observatory so uh inside um there's sort of a large um large circular base area um similar to the um the tourism center that uh doc malvern's clinic is in um very you can tell it's clearly built by the same people so there's you know the 3d model in the middle um hmm. the uh there are sort of tour benches um there's a central um uh, elevator conveyance um, that is sort of like a, a large gilded cage um, that arcs all the way up um, into uh, into the upper um, upper space. So think like just a massive. Um, is it sort hanging? Of, like is it is it suspended? Uh, uh, so think uh, it's it's a tube. So think like okay. uh, basically just if um, like a Bioshock Infinite um, metal rot like. I was going to say wrought iron, but it's probably brass, but like a very ornate brass art deco tube that goes all the way up to the roof, uh, up to the observatory itself. Um, and the uh, elevator is a, uh, a small chamber within that that can rise and, and fall. Okay. So cool. um, think a cage that's been stretched all the way to the top and then uh, the thing comes down. It's basically just to give you a view of, of your surroundings as you go up. Um, cool. The space itself is similar to a lighthouse in that there isn't a whole hell of a lot of guts um, in here. It's it's just a massive open space um, from here to the observatory uh, up top. Um, there is a staircase that lines uh, the um, the walls, um, spiraling um, kind of all the way up. 
that's uh, clearly kind of like either a service or like an emergency stairwell. There are lights um, inside uh, that are are flashing. Um, uh, they're kind of those spinning yellow warning lights. Um, and over um, a crackly uh, speaker, uh, you hear a voice uh, just say, weather intrusion pacified, weather intrusion pacified. Um, sure enough, there is sand everywhere. Mm. Um, and uh, it's kind of... Um, having just been like blasted into the space um it's curling up in sort of swirling mists of of uh, particles uh, it does make it a little bit hard to see in here uh, but for those of you wearing the the goggle glass you'll be fine um just because it's you know the grit won't get in your eyes yeah um but yes clearly a, a storm suppression system was was implemented um you can see that uh the um the elevator is paused um, sort of uh, several floors above you mm. uh, as you would in an emergency where the, the base level was compromised. Um, you can also see there are some rooms off of this, the space. Um, there's kind of a clearly like an entry kiosk um, that uh, like a welcome desk inset into the wall, the way that a lot of ticket booths are um, that uh, there's a, a goblin behind um, reloading a, a uh, you probably would have seen these on um on site at uh, the star's base earlier, but um, essentially like a, a, a sort of a, a mix between a flamethrower and a fireball weapon. So it like fires, it can fire as a torch, uh, sort of a extended flame, or as it did with the, uh, the guy at the front, it can concentrate that into smaller sort of um, blasts of, of flame, like not like capital F fireball, the spell, but like mm. it's good for up close crowd control, but also can fire at distance and little kind of like concentrated blasts. Um, so he's rapidly, um, cranking a new, um, like a new canister onto that, uh, as, as you come in, um, there are some other, um, members of the stars team dead around, uh, the base level clearly having been taken out by both the blast of the doors being blown in and the, um, uh, the bolts that got in. Um, so on this level, there are only the two, you can certainly hear and see, um, other, uh, members of the team further up on the stairs. But uh, that is uh, that is what you observe. Okay. How far away is uh, flamethrower? Uh, He's across operator? the room, so probably about thirty feet. Oh, I can make that. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, coming straight in the doorway, I would actually like to use my reaction uh, to um, uh, infest Barry with spores and have him rise from the ground as a cordyceps zombie. So he's got one HP. He's yep. He's not like the. Uh, raised dead mm -hmm. i can track these if it becomes a nuisance tom um, um i that might be best do they get their own initiative is the real question i uh they I they act after me okay great yeah <clears throat> okay that's fine i can i can track them then on that and uh barry will have one hp but yep. normal zombie stats otherwise yep. Great. um and i will uh, uh i'll uh, run across the room and try to take out this flame guy before he can uh, reload another canister of fuel. Okay, sure. <coughs> um, uh, it'll just be a, a melee attack with the shillelagh. Okay, great. Uh, so go ahead and roll your attack, please. That one. Uh, hold on. I have inspiration. I think this was from my conversation with Ida on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that feels Way right. Nice. Yeah. 
Oh, it's well preserved. Did you like Oof. vacuum seal it? Like how you've been keeping that one fresh? Hold a four. Nothing um, rots if Maka doesn't want it to. Uh, four plus eight, as if it matters. A Twelve to hit will not do, sir. No. At least I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> blow up or something. Uh, okay, so I'm in his face though. Cool. Um, great. Uh, your zombies. Uh, uh, they'll uh, they'll move up to to join me. Okay, great. And and try to uh, attack. So attack unfortunately, well. uh, given that it is thirty feet away, they got a move of twenty, so they'll get yeah, close. Okay. Um, the sand doesn't help. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean the debris when the door blew like by lightning striking the door that hard, like the doors blew inward. So like the model is half cracked. There's like a yeah. door halfway through it. There's you know pamphlets everywhere. Um, cool. But they all all start their slow zombie shuffle uh, towards um, the. Uh, 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 Brad, the remaining um, remaining goblin. Uh, Ita. He rolled an eight for initiative, so he unfortunately goes last, and I think that's going to bode poorly for him, but we'll see. Um, yeah. I mean... <laughs> um, I, I, I think this will be... Well, I'll, I'll definitely use a droid analysis, because why the hell not? Um... Is, is it droid is, analysis a reaction or is it a bonus action? It's a bonus action. It? Cool. I just wanted to know from my brain because I was curious. Yeah, no, it's a bonus action. So this is, you say there's only Brad? On this floor, yes. There are On more people floor? like yeah. you can see uh, basically like at, at a glance, there's likely a team of heavies left down here to reinforce the door. So if anyone breached the door, they would just create a kill zone. Unfortunately, you kind of blew most of them away because Maka, you know, riding the door. Um so as a result, um, there are other team members that were taking the stairs. There's no sign of Sylvia, so she likely took the lift. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the rest of the team was on their way up to go do whatever they're going to do up there. This was just the like guard the door team, and they are mostly dead. Okay. Oh, and sorry to be clear, Barry is here too. He just well switched yes. teams. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let Barry be, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I'll. I'll um, Use disarming theorem to attempt to charm him. Um, okay. So I think, well, the thing is that, like, I don't actually have a lot that does a lot of damage. That's so totally fair. Let's, yeah, try, no. let's try to charm. Um, so I think I'll do the old standby and start running off the Fibonacci sequence. Okay. And that's it. And so, um, a person of science would be charmed by that for sure. So DC uh, saving, yes, DC save of uh, 14. Okay. Uh, what skill you do I need make? to make? Wisdom. Wisdom. All right. Um, to your horror, he corrects you. No! Um, and... Uh, but like incorrectly, right? <laughs> um, I think he, he does that annoying thing that like, two smart people having a dick measuring contest does where he just says it faster than you. And it was what you were in the midst of saying, but like, he also had time to wait for it because he's only going to say the one, but he's doing that petty, like, Oh, I no, I know that I got there too, but you feel like he just said it. Like he couldn't help it. Like, he's desperately trying like, you know, mock is like up in his face. He's desperately trying to reload his flamethrower. And he just like, he can hear it. And is just trying to get in there. Um, oh, so yes, he, I uh, like that. He, he goblin splains the Fibonacci sequence to you. Um, oof. Yep. I literally turned to Dunkel. Oof. 
Uh, yeah, I'm sure Duncan appreciates that in his murderous rage. Yeah, right. Um, great. Uh, bring us to Brad. Um, Fuck. He uh, he's trembling as he lowers the uh, the the uh, the blaster, but he uh, he knows what's up, um, and uh, he's just going to open up on Maka and the uh, the three Zambies. Um, question, Tom: Does Maka get an attack of opportunity because? Brad's using a ranged weapon in close combat. No, it means Brad gets uh, disadvantage on firing. Oh, cool! Because I was like, I knew there was something I factor. I knew there was a contributing factor to that I just don't know. Uh, you might actually well let me. It's been honestly, it's been a it, long time. So yeah. it might also be different from like bows, which is one oh yeah, thing to no, fire no, no, this is... to guns to flamethrowers, which is like very different. Yeah, I'm, not, tra- I'm mm-hmm. not trying to DM explain. I just curious. <laughs> yeah, no, let's let's confirm this because that will, I suspect, be rather important. What with the the flamethrower and all. Um, all right, feeling so. He should be fine. Fire. I don't know if D and D is like. And here's the rule for flamethrowers. <laughs> I mean, but the sheer amount of fire present in its various forms, <laughs> maybe. Five <laughs> e. But we're not in Neverwinter anymore, baby. This is Gren. This is fucking right. Tommy's house. That's true. You could you could just rule. This is a close want, combat man. staff that shoots fire. Fuck you. It's great. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I could talk my way through this while looking it up. But this is actually <laughs> don't worry about it, man. It gives me time because I constantly have to look at everything that Adroit Analysis gives me. Oh, okay, yeah, no, it's, it's disadvantage <laughs> on ranged attacks because you're within five feet of a hostile monster. So, uh, yes, as right. as as we thought, um, so you're right. Tom yeah. is the ultimate DM. Yeah, I am the last one. Um, <laughs> okay, so. He is going to open up. Um, I'm going to need, please, um, Maka, and I'll roll for the zombies. Um, a Sorry, one second. Let me just get the stat up for this. Waka, 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 waka. Um, okay, so I'm going to need a con save, please. Uh, 18. 18? All right. Very impressive. Um, and we'll see what happens with the zombies. Um, they roll My less well. My guess is less impressive. It, it truly, well, I mean, con actually is pretty good for the zombies. They do fail, but not by as much as you'd think. Um, <laughs> well, good for them. Okay. So one moment, and then I have to roll a die <laughs> to like see what happens with the flamethrower. Like, well, they failed by less than we expected, so it's still a net gain. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, you're saying the flamethrower explodes it on might, that one? Uh, no, it's not even that one. It's a D6, and on uh, even oh! numbers, bad things happen to it. Um, okay. So, um, Duncan, you are back at the doorway, correct? You correct. have advanced? Great. So all of the zombies uh, take three damage. Uh, just from being in the vicinity. Um, so bye-bye, bye-bye, Bari. Um, the, uh, a blast of fire uh, comes out of this thing. Um, unfortunately, he didn't screw the canister on correctly, uh, so the canister also bursts. Um, so you will take... Um, you passed your saving throw, correct, Maka? I rolled 18, rolled. I don't know. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, 
I hope so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. I pick up that flamethrower and keep it for myself. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think there's going to be much flamethrower left to pick up. Um, all right. So that is uh, 10 and uh, 7. So 17, um, but you'll have that. Okay. Um, and uh, the zombies, unfortunately, will take the full hit. Uh, but um, Brad also takes 9 from the exploding canister that's damage rolled up for one right round rounded up when it's halved of a yes. odd number yeah okay yeah uh so brad takes nine so he is looking pretty rough uh and unfortunately that means that the the weapon is less uh <laughs> less helpful now um mm-hmm. it can still do th- some things but not as as well um cool so uh you'll do that with his his action um with a, a free action he'll just um Sort of like tap his uh, his headset and just say, "Oh, this, this, this is this is Vickers. They're they're in. They're here. They're here. They're here." Um, and he'll just like t- with trembling hand while making direct eye contact with you, Maka, reach for another canister. Because <laughs> what else is he gonna do? Because he, he can't get out of this booth without getting past all of you. Yeah. So it's just like this is what it's gonna be. Um, your zombies had uh, how much HP remaining? Uh, 22. So they're actually both, uh, surprisingly, uh, okay. Barry's dead, but, um, <laughs> your two zombies are still up, uh, okay. not by much, but by enough. Cool. Uh, that is the first round, uh, top of the round, Duncan, you see, uh, zombies and Maka get hit by a flamethrower, but then you hear an explosion and, uh, you, you see him scrambling to, to reload. What do you do? Uh, Duncan is sprinting forwards as he sees the wash of flame uh, come through. And Duncan looks like a villain in a comic book because it is a man in a gas mask with glass eyes in his all black improvised uh, survivalist gear with his hat on and a bloody bone sword in his hand (laughs) sprinting in just yelling, justice for the nine. Uh, And so he is going to leap over and kind of to the side of Maka, like close in behind the turtle in case there's another blast of flame. And it's up over the shoulder in that kind of Superman, for lack of a better, not punch, but Superman Pierce. The, just the Troy, stabbed down Brad Pitt, the Troy jump and stab? Yeah. Uh, and because he's doing that, uh, I'll still, it'll be one big attack trying to go deep because we talked about that idea with two attacks rolling into one thing for flavor. Uh, the first one is a 23... Yes. And the second is a 14. Uh, Yes, 14 will also hit. Great. Uh, The damage is a total of uh, 19 piercing damage from the bone sword. Oh. And with Ita yelling, Mm. uh, slightly left. No, no, no. Like, it's like. I think all you're going to get is a slightly left at the speed of his strike. Yeah, okay. Well, you're going to get that, and you're going to get... Um, so that was that just one hit? That was two hits. You're going to get an additional 14. Oh, damage. damn. What? Right. Um, yeah. All right, so, yeah, um, Duncan, you you leap up, you stab in, um, and he's he's still there, um, and it's maybe just a, a, a not being tremendously familiar with goblin anatomy, but as, as Ita yells a little bit to the left... You just like tweak the sword um, and you just watch his whole face uh, contort uh, and go slack uh, as he he drops to his knees and slides off your sword. 
um, the uh, the canister rolling, uh, sort of like rolling away uh, from his his hand uh, as he he slumps. Great. Duncan's looking up. The people who are up the stairs, Tom, like basically in his brain, Duncan's doing the quick math on this, which is if we take the stairs, do we fight an army or do we need to sort out this elevator? So we can drop out of initiative for this um, because it it seems reasonable. I don't think you have time to fix your gun unless you really want to spend some time down here. But basically your two options are um, the elevator's currently uh, paused due to the, um, the storm suppression system. Um, if you mm. get it back on, you'll get up a, you need to figure out how to get it going again, but B it'll take you up much quicker, but you're going to take a bunch of free shots on the way up. Oh, alternatively, cage, yeah. Right? Okay. Alternatively, you can climb the stairs, but you'll have to fight. It'll be a more even fight, but you're fighting. Uh, I mean, they do have the high ground as, as Obi-Wan was fond of telling us, um, you'll have to basically like fight your way up, but you won't be as exposed and it, might be quicker depending on how long it takes you to get the thing going. So advantages and disadvantages mm. to both. Um, Duncan, I think from his perspective, he'd basically cross off the idea of the elevator. He's no good getting shot. Like that's not playing to any of his strengths. Whereas he'd always rather go toe to toe in an enclosed space with, for lack of a better term, a group of scientists one on one on stairs. So I think he'd be leaning towards that. So he'd be like, all right, unless anyone can make that elevator work and keep us alive while we go up, my vote is we fight up the stairs. I will, one caveat to give you on this, um, you will need to roll for exhaustion um, because you're going to have to sprint up. Again, we described this as like a slightly shorter CN Tower. This is a fucking heroic amount of stairs. So just throwing that out there, but also fair. You won't automatically get it. You'll just have to roll against it. Yeah, for Duncan, if it's strength, it's like automatically getting it. But what does exhaustion do again? That affects checks that aren't combat, right? Um, I believe it is uh, ability. Checks. Yeah, it's every so not combat, not attack, defend, or saving throws, but I'll all ability checks. Firm that uh, it might. I don't think it's attacks, but it might be. So let me just confirm that for you before we get underway. Um, it'll be survival checks, not strength checks, if that's in oh okay, existence. Cool. Um, just because it's well, I'll say you can take survival or athletics because it's it's many stairs uh disadvantage on ability checks yeah so yeah, level cool. three is disadvantage on attack and saving rolls level two is speed halved four is max hit point halved five is mm. speed reduced to zero six is death so you're only rolling against level one it's not like i'm going to make you roll each and every time you may roll a couple times though so you, you might get more as you go but it really just depends on how things go largely yeah. because i feel like based on the way you're describing it you want to go real quick and you want to fight so this isn't just like okay we can just focus on like climbing it's like Climbing and also repelling attacks, fighting, blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, again, might be faster. You don't know how to get the elevator going and you'll be exposed in the elevator. Whereas on the stairs, you have a, a fighting chance. Yeah. Up to so you. that if, yeah. So basically what Duncan said to keep that conversation going, because we also have rules. It was, he was like stairs unless someone has an answer to getting the elevator going and getting us not dead in it while we rise. Because yeah. there's been some magical surprises from fucking Maka that Duncan is like, he can raise the dead. He used a storm a minute ago. I'm looking. But... Is Maka Jossie? He's not entirely sure. <laughs> uh, I haven't prepped anything that would help us in this scenario. So Maka would uh, <clears throat> would look at the vertical death trap that is the elevator uh, and, <laughs> and then kind of size up the stairs and and just kind of like, Roll his shoulders, being like, all right, let's get limbered up, and, <laughs> and he'll, he'll start walking towards the stairs. Uh, yeah, D- 
Duncan will follow. He'll let Maka take the lead. Maka is essentially the close-range shock trooper with the shell and the armor and all that. Mm -hmm. So he'll be jury-rigging his gun behind to contribute if necessary, but he really wants Mr. Bang because these people are nasty at the top. Uh, What I will say, Tom, for the sake of balancing everything, Duncan would make sure the group was paced well enough that we would not take, that we would not lose fighting prowess. If wherever that level of exhaustion is, he'd make sure that the group stays slow enough that we could still fight good. We might lose the yeah yeah. This the the exhaustion isn't from like ah we're gonna charge up the stairs and not stop at every flight. It's literally just like it is tiring to both fight and climb. Um, Okay, so no matter what pace you're at, unless you're like stopping to take rests, (laughs) you're gonna run the risk. Um, Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, I'm not going to make you fight a bunch of individual groups uh, at various flights for like nine hours because that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> so uh, instead, uh, we're going to take this as a, a best of three to kind of, um, oh, cool. generally speaking, uh, figure out what happens as you you fight your way up the stairs. Uh, if anyone's played uh, Metal Gear Solid, this is very much the like one of the the, the climactic uh, near end of game sequences is just Snake having to just fucking fight up several flights of stairs. It's an amazing sequence in a video game. It's boring as shit in audio. Um, <laughs> but really, uh, do consider it that, where it is just like, they left a bunch of people behind. Some of them have guns. Some of them have, like, swords and, and shields and okay. that sort of thing. Um, and it's just uh, ascending as you you battle, battle yeah. your way uh, okay. to the top. Maka's got his shield up. He's got his temporary HP from spores. He's He's good to go. So when I say best of three, um, you can use whatever abilities you want. Um, consider this essentially, um, this will speak in broad strokes, but I don't want you to feel like you can only take a basic attack once or whatever. Like think of this as if you're in a combat with these people, what are the things you would be trying to do and use those? It can be three of the same thing. It can be three different things. It can be like, mm-hmm. I would be, if it's Maka, for instance, you could be like, if I'm trying to throw people off. Rather than fight them, you can make that option. You, all of your combat options are available to you. All the environmental options are available to you. Don't feel like you have to just roll straight attacks. So take a moment to figure out what you want to do, and I will figure out um, what what these guys do. I'm imagining we're doing one roll per combat as our like attempt to do something. Tom, is that how we're doing this? Um, yeah, basically, um, yeah. Let's let's just call it that. Essentially, that's what it'll boil down to anyway. Right. So. So for sake of narrative, why don't we take one per character? That feels like a nice way of balancing all of our efforts going up the yeah. stairs. I mean, I'm going to be adroitly analyzing whoever I can see. Of course. That <laughs> to is... be clear. Maka okay. is going to just be a pain train. Uh, he's not. He's basically trying not to stop on the stairs. Um, if he comes up against someone... It's either to like push them back, like as he closes in, they retreat, or if he like makes contact with someone, it's then about like smashing them or like throwing them over his shoulder because he knows Duncan's behind him uh, to to like get the kill kind of thing. Maka's thing is like don't lose the momentum. That's that's Maka's kind of okay. So first here. round, Maka pain train. We've got Ida doing a droid analysis, and Duncan is there for like if somebody hits the ground, he'll stab him, but he's trying to f- fix up his gun. Does that make sense for round one for you, Tom? Yes, absolutely. And uh, I at at the same time, uh, so sorry, a droid analysis for my bonus action and helps anyone else attacking them. Um, and I will also um, probably give an inspiring theorem to Maka's attacking. Yes. Yes, Maka's this round. Yeah. Yeah. So I will I will use that as my action, which is basically just like we. <laughs> I think she just says like. 
Yes, we are on the stairs. We have the low ground. But you are much taller than them. So really, it is an even fight. And we know you can win an even fight. Mm. (laughs) And that's all it is. Fucking I'm inspired. (laughs) (laughs) But you can add a plus three to your attack rolls. Okay. Write that down. All right. In the immortal words of Judge Mills Lane, let's get it on! All right, so uh, go ahead with your rolls, please. Nat 20. Ooh. Which is good, because I actually don't know what I was rolling. Like, I don't know what's down. Oh, you're rolling an attack. Um, <laughs> you said you were coming in swinging, right? Like, you're just attacking forwards? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I heard talk of, like, survivor rolls and stuff like that. And so, okay, nat 20, yeah. either way. No matter what it is, it's a nat 20. Okay. <laughs> Great. So uh, I think it's safe to say that uh, you win the first round, uh, given that you're the only one attacking um, on the nat 20. I rolled for them, but they didn't roll as well. So yeah, the uh, the, the first group is uh, they're stragglers. Um, they're carrying kind of heavier gear. Um, they're clearly not like, like they also haven't stacked combat troops all the way up the stairs. They didn't assume anyone would get past the door. So um, it's like, uh, Judy Greer gnome carrying like her her like backpack full of maps, um, and um, a uh, a goblin with um, we'll say with like a, a club, um, but like a really well weighted like it looks like a metal baseball bat like it's just like perfectly weighted it's got like studs in the right places, um, and uh, he just turns around and goes, oh shit, uh, as you <laughs> just fucking sweep them both um, up and off, um, and. Um, they uh, they plummet, uh, bouncing off the, uh, the the gilded cage in the center. Um, the uh, the map gnome hangs on uh, for for a moment longer. Just kind of looks back at you uh, with an uh, an expression on her face that you can't read. You couldn't read it before. You can't read it now. Um, and uh, then her her little tiny gnomey grip fails, uh, and she uh, plummets to her doom. Mm. Um, <laughs> Scholars and fans will argue what that look meant for years to come in internet forums. <laughs> Maka did not notice Maka it. Will um, not care. Nope. Uh, so um, onward, um, Duncan, because you took your turn to try and fix Mister Bang and didn't have to fight anything. Um, we'll say that the gun is now no longer jammed. Okay. Um, and uh, Ida, you just you just keep on keeping on. Keep that keep that analysis rolling, yo. Analyzing the next one. Right. Um, so uh, you you begin to sprint further up the stairs. Um, uh, there is uh, there there are ranged weapons in the next area. Um, one of them just kind of turns and braces uh, against the the stairs, nods to the other guy to keep going, um, and will kind of open fire as you you run uh, up towards them. Um, what do the three of you do? Shield I... raised. Maka is not stopping. Duncan will use Maka as basically a shield. Like there's a giant turtle that's armored with a shield. He'll just try to stay behind him basically and use Maka as moving cover. I will use um, Confounding Theorem uh, Mm -hmm. to try to assault the mind. Um, And I will just say, I think I will say, um, peer review failed. (laughs) This is a wisdom. Uh, it is an intelligence saving throw, DC 14. Intelligence Absolutely DC devastating. 14. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, he fails. Um, and uh, you just hear him say like, but but no, my 
my weapon is is perfectly balanced. I I did everything right. I mean, sure, I I, I may just be a a TA and not a, a full professor, but mm-hmm. sh- surely my my weapon will work. It will work. And then he takes fourteen psychic damage. Uh, his head explodes. Uh, <laughs> and, um, slumps forward, um, stumbling, uh, falling, and you just hear uh, the the gnome who's running away behind him just yell, "I told him that weapon wouldn't work." Um, as he uh, he runs up the stairs, uh, I'm going to need a uh, first round of survival checks, please. Okay. Uh, that's a oof, that's a twenty one for Maka. Feeling fine. Eight, Rita. Oh, so sleepy. Ooh, that is a 13 for Duncan. 13? All right. Uh, Ida, you have level one exhaustion. You have okay. disability on ability checks. Um, okay. I think um, having, like, I feel like Ida, we've established Ida is a very physical person and, like, yeah. is, like, fine doing stairs. I just don't think you've ever talked while doing them. Like, I feel like all the time yeah. Ida has ever exercised, it's been in pure silence, just, like, in her own head. Well, that's the thing. Like, she's, a lot of her stair work has been a climbing, like, library staircases so like quiet and carefully and such. so it's so very quiet books aside. exactly being very mm-hmm. careful to not make a noise not make a sound yep um so so far you guys have been out rolling them quite a bit uh let's see what happens on this next one what would you like to do I would like to perform a droid analysis. I think, what, I think what we probably do to do a soft pitch is the same strategy only this round. If uh, Maka starts to falter, Duncan can support in a more direct and engaged way. So however you want to score Duncan teaming up, let me know, Tom, and we can do that. Okay. For the ease of my brain, let's actually say then that this is a Duncan attack with Maka being the the kind of like almost um, a phalanx thing where it's like he's got right. the, the the shield up and is charging and you're attacking over. Yeah. We'll actually talk. The, the speech I have of your this shield, like, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we'll actually consider this both of you attacking, but it's like the goal is for, for Maka to, to kind of create the opportunity and uh, for Duncan to go through. Um, this is the most fortified uh, group you found. Uh, there is actually a guy who's um, put out like one of those extendo metal shields uh, from video games to create a waste high wall. Um, so he's kind of bracing behind that. Uh, and then there's two shooters over. So they're going to get two free shots at you as you come up uh, and then you'll be able to take okay. your... Okay. Take your actions. So, uh, Maka, what is your AC right now? 19 with the shield. Damn. Uh, all right. Uh, I rolled a dirty 20 and a nat 20. So, Ooh. sorry, homie. Uh, it's all right. It's what the temp HP is for. Yep. Yep. Uh, that That is true. Um, all right. Let me just pull up my stats here. One moment. Cool. Um, all right. So, I am going to need, sir, a... Uh, a deck save. Oh, that's not you. good. That 20. Lucky me. Oh, Woo. hey. Um, okay. So this is going to be a weird mess of things. Because uh, you got an at 20. I got an at 20. Um, so you will um, save oh, against one of the somewhere. shots. So one of the shots you just purely managed to, to reflect off. Um, the other one um, will hit you. But I'm only going to roll standard damage because I feel like it would do double. You would have the double. It's just <laughs> roll single. single. Yeah. yeah. So basically, <laughs> uh, our, our nat 20s counter each other and okay. then, then take hits. But you didn't take anything from the other guy. So like minor thumbs Yay. up. 
All right, let's. Okay, let's get rid of those temp HP, shall we? Oof. Uh. Uh yeah okay that is uh thirty two points uh of uh lightning damage oh uh, fuck smart caster I had thirty one temp HP I was like ah I got this <clears throat> so you take Maka's regular two? size now <laughs> you take one HP yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you uh you blocked with like a full Eta's worth of HP <laughs> yeah honestly um, not far off. So yeah, so uh, he he, take, he shoots a shot. It's a great shot, hits you, but like you're still just pumping forward. So now you're just like raked with electricity. It's like you know Ray walking forward against Palpatine's lightning. It's just kind of like the is lightning's he hitting you with like a lightning gun. He is, yes, That's cool. Um, so he's just like maintaining the shot, and like as you're getting closer, oh, it's like a beam. That's cool. Yeah, he's like pulling the trigger harder, but it doesn't. It's that thing where it's like he all <laughs> no, he can I'm hope really gonna press A. Well, yeah, that's it, though, right? It's like all he can hope is that this somehow ends you before you reach him. Right. He can't, like, crank it up any. Uh, so he's just, like... Because he is blasting off your your additional armor, right? So, yeah. like, your spore yeah. armor is flying around yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, that brings you to within um, striking distance. Duncan. I... Cool. Oh, yes, good. All right. So um, I've got my attacks. I'll use a swashing point for this because definitely... And can you imagine if both of those hits went through? Aye. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, Ida, you're doing your adroit thing, right? Yes. Great. I would assume so. It yes. is a round Imagining of combat. You are inspiring <laughs> as well, following our traditional pattern, or no? Um, I was thinking of attacking myself, but um, as in that attacking other people, myself attacking uh, others. We made the same joke. Yeah. Same page, same brain. Yeah. Um, Thomas, is it just one person attacking per round? Um, so we had talked about um, all three of you getting to roll, like basically to shoot your shot each time you, you run up against a thing. In this case, because of the way you described what Duncan and Maka are doing, I'm only going to give you one for the two of you because he's actively fine. taking the hit. Yeah, yeah, but I will allow Ida because she is behind two of you. She's not actively blocking bolt lightning. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, that sounds great. So yeah, you and I will both attack uh, Ida and Duncan. So. Cool. Duncan striking from behind Maka. That is a 14 and a 26. Holy shit. Uh, both of those will hit, yes. Great. Especially the 26, though. <laughs> Want to be really clear about that. Especially Lisa. But, but especially Bart. Bart. <laughs> Uh, uh, 30. It's 30 HP between the two strikes. Oh Add five. <laughs> there, okay, so that would be 40 damage from both. I rolled two sevens and they're D8s. So yep. is that plus eight for both is just a very nice uh, swatch. Well, he, he had 32. So good job. Corpse um, so uh, Ida comes yeah. up and hits one of the corpses with the well, stick. Well, no, there's two guys there. <laughs> So one one guy goes down. Uh, Ida, go ahead and roll your attack. Um. So my attack is actually is you just need to do a saving throw. Ah, Intelligence okay. DC fourteen, and because I just yell, "Tenure revoked." 
Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I've been rolling so badly. They actually have a pretty good in bonus, but I rolled a three. So, <laughs> nice. um, oh my God, you found the rare one that has tenure. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's just like, but my union! Uh, at which point, Maka just shield bashes him off the ledge. Um, and the whole <laughs> way down, uh, he just yells, I'm calling my rare! And then you just see a blast of lightning um, from uh, the, the, the base. Um, I need one more survival check from all of you as you, you rush uh, rush to the, the, the top. Oh, 27. Five. Um, all right, so um, Duncan and Ita. Ita, you've got level two now, which means your speed is halved. <laughs> Oof. Uh, you, you're so sleepy. Um, but uh, and Duncan, you are you're getting ability checks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, all of you um, have reached uh, the top. There is a um, sort of like. <laughs> This place is extraordinarily ornate, as as we've established, in very much that like Art Deco, uh, Bioshock Infinite, Nabu kind of way. Um, but much like any proper tourist attraction, uh, the service doors are not. So it's just a standard metal door. It's not impressive at all. Uh, it's got like one of those push bar um, things on your side. It's got a little uh, uh, sort of like a, a, a long flat knob um, that you can uh, turn to enter. Uh, but uh, beyond it, you know is the, the observation center itself, uh, the answer to some of your questions, and more importantly, Sylvia Tome, the science gnome. With trembling hand, uh, you reach out, uh, Maka, um, grab the knob, and prepare to face the gnome. This episode of Curse Code and Crown Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's artwork was created by the brilliant Del Barovic. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at El Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGee TD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse Code and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Lord Abradovic, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.